looking for the right answer isn't the only way to get this question right. I can also carefully eliminate the other four and see if I land on something. Because sometimes like figuring out why an answer choice is right is so inoptimal for your time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 7 Stage LSAT Podcast. My name's Henry Jung, and I'm joined with my co-host. Austin Sinha. Now, today we've got a really fun episode planned. We asked y'all... Is it ever not a fun episode? That's true. I feel like I start every episode with... We, we gotta have stop. a fun episode. No, today we've got a terrible episode for you guys. God-awful um, episode. But... Horrible, really. <laughs> we have an episode. A neutral episode for you guys. We've been treating you guys too well. Um, where we ask the listeners to submit uh, the best LSAT, LSAT advice that you've heard. Um, so we've got a couple of different pieces of advice that we wanted to share with you guys that came from you guys. Uh, so I'm excited to get started. A couple of them came from Reddit. Some of y'all sent some emails. So we're just kind of combining all of them to chat about, you know, you guys have heard advice from from Henry and I for months now, maybe even, no, I was going to say a year, but it hasn't been a year. We started, what, in February? It's felt like a lifetime, Asta, every, t- every day, <laughs> every day with you. Might as well be 10 besides the point um you've heard our advice for months um and so we wanted to switch it up a little bit and give y'all advice from different perspectives so henry why don't you start us off with the first piece of advice we have here first piece of advice uh that got sent in and and something it's great a lot of the advice that we got are things that we've talked about before crazy how that works it's slowing down to speed up now you'd think oh well if i go too slow in the initial outset, I'm not going to have enough time to, to do the questions. This is the case of reading comprehension. It's happened to all of us before. Mm-hmm. You're reading a passage. You're like, oh, man, you know, I'm going too slow in the passage. So I just got to get to the questions only for you to realize that, wait a minute, you have no idea what happened in the passage. You have no idea what, what's going on. And then you have to go back and you have to read and you have to go back again and then read again and then confirm. And then all of a sudden you're in disaster territory. Yeah. Have you ever heard of um, the rabbit and the the turtle? Yes, yes, I have. It's kind of like that. Slow and steady. Who's the rabbit and the, the turtle? Race? What is that story? No, what? Yeah, wait, wait, stop. Wait a minute. It's, what is that called? Tortoise? It's not the rabbit and the turtle. It's the, the tortoise and the hare. Tortoise and the hare. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Where like no, the hare the goes super the fast and then has to take a break, but the tortoise is like slow and steady, and wins the race. In any case, the whole point is you gotta you, you can't go too fast. Okay. Yeah. And that's the, that's the beginning. Um, and, and it really applies to a lot of things. I think it very commonly you think of RC and you, you, you look at that where you spend not enough time reading the passage. You don't know what's happening in the passage, so you can't answer the questions. Uh, that is going to be true, though, at the more micro level, right, in LR, where you're, you're looking at something and you think, well, if I just blitz through the stimulus, uh, I'm going to uh, be able to answer, uh, go to the answer choices. I'll, I'll like, go back, look at them. And that's really – I think it's a pretty bad strategy because – Usually, it's the fast reading that gets you caught up. Mm-hmm. Right? If you read slowly and you try to consume the stimulus up front, you can usually catch those little uh, ideas that are how they trap you on this test. I'm thinking immediately to comparative phrasing. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if you read it really quickly or you don't spend some time to process the information, like I say drug X is much better at treating cancer than drug Y, you might think that drug X is even good at treating cancer at all. Mm. Uh, but it might not be. Yeah. Right? It could be neutral and that drug Y gives you cancer. <laughs> Uh, I guess, you know, I mean, it's true. Like, it could do yeah. nothing. Drug Y gives you cancer. And, and, and in that case, we have the comparative. But the, the terminology, it sounds so much like, oh, well, you know, drug X, it has to be at least all right. It's better mm-hmm. than drug Y. Um, so moving slowly through a stimulus is a good way to uh, ensure that you're not going to, one, fall into any of those traps that are very easy to fall into. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you do- go slowly through a stimulus, it's still easy to fall into. I get trapped sometimes. Now, of course, no, I claw my way Henry. out. No, of course, I claw my way out. 
Right? It's like in Saw. Like, I'm like one of those people who, like, gets out of the Saw trap. I'll do whatever it takes. The important thing here, and I think I hear this from a lot of students, of you want me to slow down to speed up? Well, that makes absolutely no sense because I don't even finish the section on time, right? I am going too slow. I can't get through everything. I can't get through all the material. Now, sometimes that means you are just taking way too long to read the passage, right? If you're taking 10, 12 minutes to read a passage and you're working on standard time, yeah, I'm with you, right? Maybe you need to speed up on the passage a little bit. But for the most part, that's not where a lot of the students that I speak to, that's not where they're slowing down. That's not why they're running out of time. Where they're running out of time is going to the questions and being confused, right? They're investing a lot of time in being confused and wondering and going back and forth. And I want you to ask yourself, if you feel like you're rushed for time, you don't feel like you can finish this test in time, where is your time going, right? Is your time going into really understanding the passage or setting up your game board or you know, noting down the conditional logic in a stimulus, or is your time going into being confused, right? And if mm -hmm. it's the latter, well, slowing down on the, the front end of it can really help you speed up through those questions and help you get through those questions a lot better. And if you find yeah. this test to be very frustrating, as most people do, and you find this test to be very confusing, and you're always down to those last two answer choices, and you never know how to pick, and that's what slows you down, whatever that might be, slowing down earlier might help a lot in combating those timing issues down the road yeah 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 for sure and, and, and you spoke a little about this idea of like slow smooth smooth is fast you know when i'm doing an lsat section uh or an lr section or a, a, an rc section i'm really trying to have a very even pacing mm -hmm. right where it's like i'm moving through the stimulus at the same rate as i'm moving through the answer choices and of course i'll go back to it or i'll pause and i'll think but my goal is to to, to read at a at a at a pace at which i can comprehend it as i go Right. Instead of like reading really fast and then trying to retroactively. Yeah. Uh, like understand what I just read. I, I want to I want it to be like a, a, a slow enough, but um, quick enough pace. I know it's like it's like a weird balance that you're trying to, to you don't want to be super stop and starty mm -hmm. where you're just reading as you go. By the time you get to the end of the stimulus, by the time you get to the end of the paragraph or the sentence, you already understand what's happening. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what really what you want to be going for here. Uh, you don't feel like you need to speed through. Uh, there really is enough time on this test. I feel like these sections are – there's actually a lot of time on a section. You ever get the, that those vibes? At least for, like, LG, there's a lot of time on a section. There's a lot of time if you are moving at a very consistent pace. I think that, yes. like, the second you run into a question where you just stop, right, you'd spend four or five minutes yeah. just stumbling, that, I think, yeah. snowballs into, oh, my God, I don't have enough time to finish. But if you are moving at a very consistent pace throughout the section, I do think the timing is – it's challenging, but I think it's fair for, for what yeah. they're asking you to do. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Action item is what, what I usually say, is pretend you're, you're reading it out loud, but in your head. Uh, usually when we read in our head, uh, we go a lot faster mm. than how we would normally read right? if, if I was speaking it. And so one of the, my go-tos is like it, when you're reading, try to read at a pace that you could envision yourself talking it out. Yeah. That makes sense. And if you're a very fast talker, you'd slow that down even more. <laughs> it's a, you know have to slow down right things like that right it is important to slow down when you are reading an lr stimulus because you want to make sure that you do not fall into traps you have never right? spoken like, like, at that pace a day in your life i know right but but that's how that's how i go like that's how i read it in my head oh it's my kind God. of like how I, when, when you read like reddit do you read reddit ever are you I mean, on reddit sometimes sure yeah I'm only on Reddit when, you know, we're getting trashed. <laughs> <laughs> but when I read, when I read like Reddit, it's like, I have like the same voice I hear mm -hmm. and, and they talk at the same pace. 
And that's the same. I, my Reddit voice is the voice I'm looking at on the LSAT. Now, is that helpful? No. Is that something about me? Yes. Uh, do with that what you will. <laughs> I do think it's helpful advice that or make sure your inner monologue isn't speeding you up. And that also, yeah, right. I think if you're slowing down with how you're reading, it's a lot easier for you to stay focused on the task at hand and not be panicking about, oh, the last question or I only have so much time left or, oh, I'm freaking yes. out or this is life or death, which we'll go into in a minute here. But yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you with all those timing tips. So the next one that we have written down here is however long you think you're going to study, take that and double it. Mm, double double it. it. Give it to the next guy. <laughs> Talked about this a lot on our episode. I think it was two episodes ago now about whether or not you should retake and when you should study or when you should plan to take the test as you're studying. I think that's yes. a really helpful frame. I think a lot of people hear this like, oh, study for, for three months and you'll be ready to go. And I think maybe for some people that works out really well but if you're looking to really yeah. reach your potential on this test double it right and try to some, pe try to some people ahead. win the lottery some people win the lottery that is fair yeah, it's true um, there is a winner of the lottery and you know and again it just depends on what your goals are and what your timeline is but if you're looking to reach your ceiling with the score that you can get and open up all the opportunities that you can with getting the highest LSAT score possible give yourself enough time I think we've said that 30 million times on this podcast but it's one of the most important things that i see right if you are planning on applying this cycle right today is september 19th that we're recording this um if you're planning on applying this cycle and you just started studying for the test and you want to take it in november Consider you'll get a score but it just might not be your ceiling right so yeah, give yourself yeah. give yourself enough time as possible any other kind of quick notes on that i know we've hash that out a ton on this episode. Yeah, podcast. I think I think it's just good advice, right? And the doubling it, don't take that literally. More more is take that giving yourself the opportunity to study longer. Yeah. Uh, don't set a hard cutoff for yourself. Absolutely. Um All right. Okay. Next one. Next one. Get ready to study in a different way than you did for school. This well, one pretty was interesting. One. Yeah. The way that this one was laid out was, you know, for school, I think a lot of the studying that we do, depending on what subjects you were studying, but was focused on memorization, right? Making flashcards, mm. making outlines, trying to memorize everything that you can. And that works really yeah. well for school. Uh, something that we've also said a lot on this podcast is that the LSAT is not a test of memorization. It's a test of habit. You know, when you're studying for school, that works really well. But this test is not designed to be memorizable, right? You can yeah. make flashcards for certain things. I don't like say swear off the of flashcards for the LSAT, but flashcards yeah. are not going to help you complete your studying, right? It's a They're tool that cut, you can use. Yeah, but that that can't just be it. So instead of focusing on memorizing and spending a ton and ton of time learning all the foundational stuff, you know, it's important, but you really have to practice, right? Practice the yeah. skills, make a strategy, make a plan, do all of those things. Because, you know, and I think Chris talked about this a lot in the episode that we did with him recently of the test is a, has a really good way of kind of equalizing itself where you can memorize everything from one test and then still score the same on the next test. Right. Like, yeah. you know, the information doesn't carry question to question. It carries from no. concept to concept or strategy to strategy. So, yes. you know, if you're just getting into studying and you're thinking this is going to be like the SATs or your final exam for your stats class or any other type of schooling that you've done, don't be surprised when the LSAT is different, right? It's something yeah. that's just a completely different beast than any other test that most of us have ever taken before. I, I personally had never experienced anything like the LSAT before in school. I know you were a philosophy major, so did you have some exposure to this stuff or was it still different? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could have written this uh, piece of <laughs> advice because I just didn't study. And so... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think in philosophy, 
it's a lot more paper writing. So it's not, you don't really experience a lot of tests. Uh, and so, um, I, I, yeah, I, it's definitely a little bit different in the sense that like, I, I feel like I hadn't done a multiple choice test in like, I don't know, three years. Yeah. It had been a long time since I had taken it and I, I didn't really know what to do, uh, to, to study for it. Um, besides just, you know, subscribe to seven stage and then everything got very clear and it was a, a, a straight and easy path. Of course. Um, of course. I do agree that it's it's a lot less raw memorization and a lot more like retooling your thinking. Mm -hmm. I mean, ideally, right? In, in theory, it's like you, you could stick an alien in front of the test knowing nothing, right? And if they just knew English, they it, like it, pretend it's a perfectly rational alien, right? Let's say they don't know much about the world. Where they are could you going get a perfect score on this test. Oh, they could get a perfect oh, score on this test okay. because it's not a memorization thing, right? It, it's, a, it's a matter of reasoning. Yeah. Right? You know, um, and, and so when you are are taking this, what you're looking to do is to build a better reasoning foundation rather than remember any one thing. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I do want to add to it, like, there is an element of memorization. Now, you do have to memorize things like only if uh, uh, indicators to, to understand conditional relationships and, mm -hmm. and understand, you know, what a sufficient condition is, what a necessary condition is. That is, like, maybe 5% of your studying. Yeah. Right? Most of it is just in the application. And I, th I think that also goes to a good point, too, where if you're doing the core curriculum, of any sort of uh, a book or any sort. I don't want to speak for all the books, but I'm guessing this is going to be true for a lot of different uh, study materials. Don't feel like you need to be an expert after you're finished with a chapter mm -hmm. or you're finished with a lesson or yeah. you're finished with the module. Right? Becoming an expert comes from practice. And so as long as you have a couple ideas about the, like, the concepts, the rest of it gets ironed out just through repetition and practicing. Definitely review <laughs> a chapter, right? Definitely review the lesson. But if at the end of the lesson, you're like, oh my God, there's 10 hundred things. <laughs> I need to remember all of them. Like, no, you don't need to remember them. You just need to start doing. You need to be aware of them. Yeah. I think it's a really good point because I, I get a lot of questions of, oh, I finished the core it curriculum. It is a great point, or, isn't it? I finished the core Sorry. curriculum. I can't help I myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't help myself. What was I saying? Oh, I get a lot of questions of, oh, I finished the core curriculum um, and my score didn't go up, like, drastically. Like, what, what did I do wrong? What happened? It's like, okay, well, doing the core curriculum or learning the foundations of this test is necessary to get yeah a good score it's not sufficient though right like you've learned all the things um i think once upon a time i uh talked about like a swimming metaphor of like you can you know read about swimming and oh, yeah. watch people swim and do all that stuff but you're not actually going to be a swimmer or be any good at swimming yeah. until you actually get in the water right so yeah. i think that still really applies so you can learn all the things learn the foundations they're very very important but your improvement most likely is going to come from practice right practicing these skills yeah. over and over again all right let's move on to the next piece of advice then um the way that I have it written in my notes is relax. No biggie. Uh, and the, the point of that, the idea is, I think that the importance of the LSAT is emphasized a lot. And for good reason, right? The LSAT is important. It really strengthens your application, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Yes. But I think that a lot of people take that and go into this like doom mentality of it's do or die. And, you know, yeah. it's not do or die. You know, it's important. But I yeah. don't think you do yourself any favors by overemphasizing the significance of this test as you're doing a practice test or as you're working on a problem, right? If you're trying to map mm -hmm. out a logic game, a helpful thought is not, if I don't map out this logic game, my life is over. A helpful thought is not, if I don't finish this in the next five seconds, everything I know is going to crumble, right? And I, yeah. I know that sounds dramatic, but I'm sure a lot of people listening who have been at this for a little bit, especially if you've been studying for a while, have felt that way a lot. And 
I don't have any, you know, one size fits all how to stop stressing about the LSAT, right? I don't. I personally, I think I've talked about how, like, my hair started falling out after I studied for the LSAT because I was yeah. a highly, still am a highly anxious person. Um, yes. But whatever tools that you use in your real life to help mitigate your stress and mitigate your anxiety, I would highly recommend using that when you're studying for the LSAT. So whether that's exercising or making plans with people you love or, you know, keeping up with your hobbies, keeping up with other things. Whatever you can do to make the LSAT not a miserable, stressful experience, the better, yeah. right? Because you will perform mm. better if you're not worrying about the future of your career in the middle of an RC passage, right? And I, again, I know how dramatic that sounds, but I don't think yeah. it's a feeling that is isolated to just a couple people. Yeah, I, I think too, like one way you can look at this too is that like you should expect to get some problems wrong. Yeah. Right. It, it, part of the path of of being right and getting the score you want involves you getting problems wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you mess up a logic game, that's OK. Right. You have to mess up a certain amount of logic games to get them right. Yeah. It's just true. You be, you basically do. Uh, you have to mess up a couple of problems to get them right uh, down the line. So you can just look at, you know, look at it as you're on your path. Um, it, it, individual problems are not a big deal. You're supposed to m miss problems. Right? It's how it is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Okay. yeah I, think, I think relaxing. It is no big I mean, it is a big deal, though. Too. It is, not, it let's is not, a let's big Let's not get deal. a little too crazy here. It's just, it's not helpful to remind yourself. Don't be panicking. Be preparing. Put that right? on it's a like, t-shirt. Like, you know, yeah, you, not bad. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, there's nothing you can do. Yes, it's coming for you. The LSAT is coming for you. The only thing you can do is prepare. Yeah. So just keep preparing. And you, you don't have to view it as some sort of stressful, negative, terrible thing that's coming. Uh, but channel that into pre preparation. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, I'm going to, you know, if I feel bad about this or I'm worried about this, let me do five minutes of studying right now. Mm -hmm. right? Or it's like, hey, um, this isn't working out for me. That's fine. This is not my day today. Right? More studying right through this is not going to make me better off. Right? And so all of that is preparation. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, look at it as in terms of preparation. That's literally the only avenue you, that you have. And I think that's a it's great, not the end of the world, too. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue to the next point that we have here is make a list of what to do when you don't know what to do. But I think this is really helpful. And this is something that one of our listeners put in of, oh, I have a list of if I panic during a logic game, what am I going to do? If I read an RC passage and I don't understand what's going on, I know what to do. If I am going through LR and I realize I only have a couple minutes left for the last five questions, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I think preparing for those worst case scenarios and actually making a physical list, right? Something that you read over before you take the test can do wonders for mitigating some of that anxiety that you might have about the things that could potentially go wrong. Because like Henry mm. said, right, there's no point in being really stressed about it or panicking about it. You can prepare for it, right? And every yeah. time you find yourself in that panic of, Oh, I just got this question wrong. I don't know what to do. Oh, I am running out of time here. I don't know what to do. Okay, let's make a list, right? Let's make a list yeah. of the things that we're going to do if and when any of those things happen. Um, how long mm -hmm. that list is or how comprehensive that list is is up to you. But I do think that almost every student could benefit from having some sort of a a, a game plan, right? A backup plan. What, what, what would be on your list? A couple of things that were on my list were like something for me that really helped was looking away from the screen. If we're like five-ish seconds and I would remind myself anytime I'm starting to panic or I don't understand something or my eyes are just like glazing over the words I would close my eyes I would turn my head like just away from the screen and I would count to five and that for me worked really well just to regroup myself so I could get through the questions a lot more efficiently 
Uh, the other one mm. was skipping. I just kind of wrote that down for myself. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to skip it. That's fine. I'll come back to it later. I'll worry about it later. Yeah. Other one I would remind myself about a lot, and this worked for me. This isn't like universal advice, but only flagging five questions in a section uh, just because I didn't want to sit there and flag a bajillion questions. And then when I have, you know, three minutes left at the end of the section, I don't know where I should actually be dedicating my time. So those were a couple of things just off the top of my head that I remember I made a list for myself for and just reminded myself of before test day. Uh, What about, what about you? I actually thought you were going from like a, if you don't know what to study or you don't know what to do. Like, that's what I thought this was, this piece of advice was. Oh, no, I There's meant, only, like, when like, you like, get like, to like, test oh, you don't know day. What to do, like, like, what's the thing you could do? Oh, like, do two logic games, like, foolproof. I mean, I guess that is uh, one on way day, to use right? it, but, but yeah, that's how I perceived it, at least. Uh, yeah, mine was just, if I didn't know, I would just start with the conclusion. And mm. then if I did know, I would also start with the conclusion. Work my way backwards. It's the classic advice, right? The conclusion sets everything up. Yeah. Right, but if you don't have a handle on it, you're like, all right, what am I trying to prove here? What what are the pieces of evidences that try to support that idea? Um, are there any uh, code not code words? What's the words that we? What's the? Oh my god! Categories. You no, know, I my brain has been rotting. Oh. Um, the category words. The category. The code words. <laughs> what are the code words? It's crazy. It's Whatever. Yeah. The category game. words. Like are the, you know are they are they talking about iced coffee in the 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 stimulus and they're talking about um cold coffee mm-hmm. in the premises and those two things aren't the same. Uh, things like that. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, having that list, I think, can be helpful. If you're someone who, who often finds that they get stuck, it, it is, it's going to be useful. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, let's move on to the last piece of advice we'll talk about today, which um, we got from Reddit, actually. We made a Reddit post for this episode. And the piece of advice is you get two chances to answer every question, picking one correct answer and eliminating four incorrect answers. And the way that I've heard this piece of advice phrased in other ways is, you have to make two mistakes to get a question wrong, right? You have to both incorrectly identify that the right answer is right, and you also have to incorrectly identify that a wrong answer is right. You know, there are two opportunities for you to get through these questions, and I think if you're struggling with finding the right answer, it can be really helpful to just flip it and be like, okay, looking for the right answer isn't the only way to get this question right. I can also sit here and really carefully eliminate the other four and see if I land on something. And I think yeah. that would be a great thing to add on, you know, a list of what to do when you don't know what to do. Start eliminating, right? Start there. Try yeah. to knock out at least a couple of the answer choices before you start panicking or skip the question or move on or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that yeah, piece of advice sure. is really, really helpful. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Not only is it sometimes another way, sometimes it's the optimal way. Mm. Uh, on In LG, very frequently, you're ruling out four answer choices and you're picking one without even really realizing, like, why the right answer choice works. But you just know that four are wrong. So you're just yeah. going to pick it and you're going to move. Um, so like in LG, that's, that's often the case is you're, you're, you're rolling four things out and it's an optimal strategy. It's not even like a worse strategy uh, in LR too. If you're really stuck, you can, you can rule four things out quite easily. Mm-hmm. Eh, not quite easily, but there are a lot of questions that I think are really hard where the wrong answer choices have like some pretty flagrant issues and the right answer choice is hard to see, but there's nothing obviously wrong about it. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm i going to this one sufficient assumption problem about like money not existing where the right answer choice, I guarantee anyone who got that right ruled out for, picked it, and then they came back to it. It, it may be after the fact to like to prove to themselves why the right answer choice is right. It deals with, it's an embedded conditional and you have to take the contrapositive. It's very complicated. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, but but it, it, it's a very good strategy because sometimes like Figuring out why an answer choice is right is so inoptimal for your time. Yeah. 
right? It just it just eats up way too much time. Like if you have a pretty good guess, a pretty good reason why four of them are wrong, you don't have to know why the other choice is right. So I do like that 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 piece of advice there. Okay, awesome. That brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you guys learned a little something from both us and from your fellow listeners so thank you to everyone who submitted the advice that they wanted to share and i'm glad we were able to talk about it so yeah until next time bye all thank you guys